Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 18th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere show, or our show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and your local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I am here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, today I'll be having a panel conversation with both of my guests, Robin Root James of John L. Scott Real Estate and Steve Hodovec of Barristone Incorporate. I also will have a conversation with Robin Root James on why house prices are crazy with no end in sight. Followed conversation with Steve on accessing tapped home equity without taking on additional debt. Powerful guest today powerful information. So you definitely will want to stay for the entire show. Also, if you're watching the show on video for our Facebook premiere or YouTube channel, I would like to introduce to you my producer over at Hubbard Radio, Benny. Hi, Tina. Benny, thank you for everything that you do. Absolutely could not do this without him. A lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, So big shout out to you, Benny. Thank you. My pleasure as always. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And I think I'll start out the show today as I do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. The Fed meeting is now behind us. They increased the pace of their taper from 15 billion per month to 30 billion. They stated again that they would not simultaneously taper and hike rates. So their game plan is to finish tapering their purchases as soon as possible so that they can use their one tool to really curb the inflation and rate hikes. At the current pace, if they were to keep it up, they would be done tapering by March. Looking at the Fed schedule next year, they have a meeting on March 16th, but they will likely wait until the next meeting on May 4th. Now, the Fed dots plot showed that consensus is for three rate hikes in 2022 and two to three in 2023. Of course, all of this can change with economic data, market performance, and the course of COVID variants, but it shows that most of the Fed members are on board. Now, the Fed increased their inflation projections. They now think that the PCE inflation report will be at 5.3% for 2021 and will be at 2.5% 
2.6 percent for 2022, up from 2.2 percent. Immediately following the Fed statement, the bond market dropped significantly, but we have seen a knee-jerk act reaction many times before. After the market digest the news of Paul spoke, bonds recovered most of their losses and are actually a little bit higher now. The NAHB Housing Market Index, which is a real-time read on builder confidence, rose 1.84. The internals showed that present outlook increased 1.90. Outlook for the next six months remained at 84, and buyer traffic increased 1.70. Readings above 50 in this index signals expansion, so the most recent reading of 80 84 is very strong. One of the nation's largest home builders, Lennar, had some comments on their viewpoint on the housing market, quoting, our record fourth quarter results reflected both continued strength in the housing market across the country and continued housing supply shortened driven by limited entitled land, labor and supply change constraints and 10 year of the production shortfall. This speaks of continued strength and supported home prices. Housing starts rose by almost 12% in November and are now 8.3% year over year. Single families rose by 11% and are still down 1% year over year. Permits rose 3.6% in November and are up 1% year over year. Single family permits rose 2.7% but are still down 4.5% year over year. The backlog of homes continues to grow and speaks to the difficulty of getting homes delivered. Homes authorized but not yet, not yet started increased by 1.5% and are up 46% year over year. More supply can be a double-edged sword. Strong demand and tight supply is the main reason that we have seen strong lumbers, levels of appreciation, but there is still a lot more wood to be chopped and we can use more inventory, so we do not see a rapid pace of appreciation. Now, the cast freight index showed that shipping costs rose to a new record high, rising 8% in November and 44% year over year. From an inflation standpoint, we are continuing to see supply change disruptions causing higher prices and contributing to higher goods. The producer price index, which measures inflation on the wholesale level, rose 0.8% in November and increased from 8.6 to 9.6 on a year over year basis, which is the highest level in 41 years. The core PPI rate, which strips out food and energy prices, rose 0.7% in November and 7.7% year-over-year basis, rising from an already hot 6.8%. Now, there are no signs of producer prices easing, which often leads to hotter consumer inflation levels as the they pass those on to consumers. The October NFIB Small Business Optimism Index rose slightly, but the important components within show that the current and future compensation plans held at record highs and planned for higher prices rose to the highest level since 1979. This makes sense since it's a significant increase in producer prices and sounds more like the inflation is definitely on the horizon. Initial job claims, which measures individuals filing for unemployment benefits for the first time, increased 18,000 to 206,000, coming off of a 52-year low, still at strong levels. Continued claims, which measures individuals who continue to receive benefits, decreased 154,000 to 1.85 million, which is a post-pandemic low. Nothing new here. Employers are having a hard time finding new workers and reducing their pace of firing. The MBA released their mortgage application data for last week, showing that overall applications increased. 
purchase mortgages rose by 1% and are now down 9% year over year. When factoring in the rise in cash buyers, they're really down 5%. Inventory is down 13% year over year. Prices are up almost 20%. Mortgage rates are almost a half a percent higher. Refinances fell by 6% after rising 9% in the previous report. They are now 41% year over year. Refinances made up 63% of all tra transactions down from 64%. And that's your money chat for this week. Coming up next on the money hour, the panel conversation with Robin Root James of John L. Scott and Steve Hodovec of Birthstone right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 18th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere show, or on my YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and your local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I am here to answer any questions or connect you with the two guests that I have on the show today, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio for our panel conversation with my two guests, Robin Root James of John L. Scott and Steve Hodovec of Barristone right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome to both of you to the show. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, Tina. Very excited for the information that I'm going to have with your individual interviews. Uh, before we get there, I just wanted to have a conversation with the two of you together in our panel conversation. So Robin, uh, let's go ahead and start with you. What problem is the biggest problem that you're solving right now in your business? I think certainty. During the pandemic, it seems like the one thing that everyone wants is something they can count on, and we come in and solve that problem for them. Yeah, home ownership is is definitely uh, something that you can count on uh, for sure. That and follow through, knowing what they, you know, taking notes, knowing what they want, and then really following up with that so that we've got the right answers and a real plan in place to get them from point A, wherever that may be, to point B where they want to go. Yeah, and that's why it's really important uh, call to action when you're choosing a real estate agent. You want to work with somebody that is doing a lot of business in our local market, and that's why Robin is here. She's a top agent in, in our local market, and that's how you're able to solve that challenge is by being available for that follow-up and that follow-through, understanding the uh, not just the answers, but the correct answers on everything that you need to do to navigate through this process, whether you're a buyer or a seller. Uh, so definitely uh, very happy to have you and your expertise here, uh, Robin, for my listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Steve, what about you? What is the, uh, the biggest problem right now that your, uh, your company is solving? Uh, <clears throat> thanks, Tina. Uh, I would say that it's, it's not only right now, but it's been around for a long time, but especially now, given these crazy times. Yeah. Uh, residential real estate, as most people it probably doesn't get the credit that it deserves, but it's the single largest asset class in the world. It dwarfs the stock market and the bond market combined. Uh, the difficulty is 
that uh, most homeowners have the majority of their net worth actually concentrated in home wealth, uh, but it's not considered a financial asset uh, because it can't easily be converted to cash. It can't be, you can't take it down by a loaf of bread. Uh, so for that reason, it's a non-financial asset. So what we're really bringing is a new way for homeowners and property owners to access that trapped equity or home wealth uh, and turn it into a more accessible and manageable asset. So it actually can be included in the financial picture rather than just sort of stuck, uh, you know, trapped and unusable, especially yes. given all the stuff we've been going through. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And that's why I said, you know, the, the biggest challenge right now, because depending on what are happening in our environment and in our economy, our product and service that we offer is going to be navigating differently and having different challenges. So that's why you'll definitely want to stay tuned for the entire show. Uh, I'll be interviewing uh, Steve uh, on our last segment and really dialing in at a deep level on what his product and service offer. And I'm excited for my clients as well to be able to utilize what he has in the challenge of having access to equity. And yeah, Steve, uh, definitely, and, and Robin would agree with this as well. Real estate is like no other investment. Not only is it something that you get to enjoy, whether it's your primary residence where you're raising your family and entertaining your friends, or it's your second home where you actually have beautiful vacations and memories and you can pass on to your children, or it's an investment property where it's the only investment that somebody else actually will pay for you. But also on that real estate, historically, Unless you're forced to sell in a bad market, that's the disclosure. You will not lose money in real estate. If you look at historically, when we have, you know, we had the big great recession and the financial meltdown of 2008. Uh, yeah, we bought our home in 2004 and we paid uh, just over a million for it. It got all the way down to 700,000 and we're almost 2 million now. So you don't lose money unless you're forced to sell in a bad market and you are not reinvesting at the same time. And it's pretty hard to say that for any other investment. So uh, real estate definitely is on an investment uh, that's unique all on its own. So uh, Robin, what is the most unique aspect of what you do in your real estate practice in representing buyers and sellers? I think probably both experience and locality. So I've been selling real estate here in the King County area for 32 years. So that's a fair piece of experience uh, coming along with that and simply knowledge. I'm raised by an engineer. I like uh, notes, follow through, making sure that things happen as planned from step A to step Z. Yeah. Well, I was excited to say um, over a decade. I was more excited to say over two decades. And now I'm excited to say over a quarter century. <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite there, but I'm excited when I can say over three decades. So it's great to have that longevity and that expertise that you really can only get over time, right? Yeah. So Steve, uh, how about for you? What is the most unique, unique aspect of what you do? Uh, I would say it's the most unique aspect. I always like to say everything I know is not from great insight, but maybe painful experience. So I too have, um, I'm quarter century of experience in structured investments, uh, uh, alternative investments, institutional and some somewhat retail. But the most exciting part in this last seven years since we've been doing this is pioneering a new asset class. And if you look at uh, the three of us on this, uh, on this panel, uh, historically there has been, um, in order to access trapped equity, you can either take a loan out, Tina, which obviously you know well, there's different flavors of yes, how you I can do. access it through debt, 
the other is uh, sort of the complete sale of the asset, right? Sale, trade, 1031. I represent a new asset class that is a third door where you might be able to access a portion of that equity without using or in complement to a mortgage or that somebody might use that to buy another property, take care of their kid, buy a house for their kids and these crazy. Um, so I think it's very complimentary. And what's most interesting is to provide new solutions to old uh, long problems that are never gonna go away, which is how do you actually manage that asset, right? A new yeah. tool set. And I love what you, uh, I'm going to get the words wrong, uh, uh, but similar in, you know, that you, your, your biggest accomplishments come from your biggest pain. I mean, we're either driven by passion or pain. Uh, passion is a lot more enjoyable process, but pain can have as big, if not bigger impact when it's said and done. And if you look at the most successful people in the world, their success comes from their pain and struggles. And so I love how you'd mentioned that, Steve, uh, that really uh, this came out of the pain and the need and then brought something new into the industry to be able to help people uh, tap into that equity, which again, we're gonna talk in much more detail when we get into our individual, uh, when I have my individual, individual interview with you. And a shout out, because it falls in perfectly to this conversation. Uh, if you're not a regular listener, if you've not gone to tinamitchellevents.com, please go there. You'll notice my uh, Tragedy to Triumph keynote, which is on the same subject that, you know, when you can bring your struggles in life and bring it to your, your triumph, and that's what great business owners do in their business as well. So uh, thank you for that, uh, Steve. So Robin, what life experiences, we're talking about life here, yeah. what life experiences brought you into your line of work? You know, I was, uh, when I was young, back in my 20s, I was dating a guy who was at real estate and he said, you know, you fall in love with your clients. At the time I was selling a typewriter with a screen Oh my gosh. I know before computers, man. I didn't even crazy. know typewriter had a screen. I know it's, it oh. was, that was what it was. And we went face to face uh, at city of Seattle for their business um, with this box, another box with a typewriter and a screen. And that one could actually add, and it was the IBM personal computer. And we're like, how do you compete against this? And it was a, uh, that first husband of mine who said, you know, you fall in love with your clients and you've only got one product to sell them. You should get into real estate where the world is your oyster. You can find the perfect match for the client. And that's really what I did way back then, uh, 32 years ago. Yeah. Love that. And, yeah. and Steve, what about you? What life experience brought you into uh, your line of work? Well, I'll try to tie into what Robin just said, but uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie Tucker with uh, Jeff Bridges yes. it's based on the true story, but there's an opening scene where the, I can't remember the gentleman that said uh, his mother used to tell him, don't get too close to people or you'll catch their dreams. And then it was only later that he misunderstood it was you'll catch their germs. Uh, and it's sort of a germ <laughs> and a dream. Uh, so for me uh, in the institutional uh, money management business, the, uh, the, the germ dream was I couldn't really help people that had uh, all of their wealth trapped in a home because there was really no way you you cannot take a loan out and knowingly go and invest and manage it. Uh, yeah. th this opportunity to find a new way to do this without uh, having to take out a loan and by being able to diversify uh, was very attractive. And so we're able to bring um, service and uh, opportunity to those that otherwise would not have had it because they're, because it's just so concentrated. The 
the home consumes so much of your disposable income. But as you said, Tina, it is a great investment. It's just not the greatest when you need some liquid cash. That's where it gets a little sticky. Uh, yeah. but that's what has driven us in this business. Yeah, well, and you have uh, companies like yourself that that takes that that challenge uh, challenge away. Yeah, for uh, for me, uh, growing up uh, with my little sister playing our violin at Pike Place Market to help our parents keep a roof over our head, wow. uh, pretty pretty traumatic. And my matching bicentennial dress and bonnet, where I used to pull my bonnet over my head, hoping that if my classmates made it down, they wouldn't recognize me. So <laughs> that drove me success wise to be determined to not actually. Uh, have to play my violin to to struggle to keep a roof over my head, but then also to be a homeowner. I bought my first home when I was 20 years old. And so, you know, being able to help other people reach their dream of homeownership um, and just having that security of, you know, it actually bring a tear to my eye that, you know, just having that security to know that you have a place to call, not just home, but your home um, is really uh, uh, rewarding for, for sure. And all of us here, are helping in that dream in our different businesses and expertise. That's such a great point, Tina, because if there's anything good about this pandemic, I think you just hit the nail on the head. It seems like there was this um, segment of our population, I find them, they were about 27 to up to in their 30s who hadn't stuck their toe in real estate. And all of us bought young. Yeah. It seemed like they would work all day, come home. It was just a place to crash and play video games. And the pandemics really, I think, taught people how important it is to have a place to nestle, rejuvenate, find themselves, and really be ready to face the world again. Yeah, well, well said. And we're going to talk uh, more in my interview with you, Robin, and and really how to to help how to really help the younger generation to be able to get into, you know, homeownership. So we're going to expand on that uh, a little bit more. Well, great, uh, great way to, to uh, introduce the two of you to our listeners today in our panel conversation. So thank you very much uh, for participating in that. Coming up next in the money hour, why house prices are crazy with no end in sight. Robin Root James of John L. Scott Real Estate, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. When it's time to explore your real estate buying or selling options, it's best to start with a deeply experienced agent who can help you assess your needs and help you map out a winning game plan based on your desires. Robin brings to the table 32 years of real estate knowledge. She's known and respected by her peers, which gives her the competitive edge in the marketplace. Check out Robin and her video series at RobinRootJames.com today. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk AM 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 18th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere. You can listen to the show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and your local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week 
and one show at a time. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I am here to answer any questions or more importantly, to connect you with the two guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at moneyr.com. And now in studio, Robin Root, James of John L. Scott Real Estate. Why home prices are crazy with no end in sight right here on 1150 AM at KKNW. So again, Robin, thank you so much for uh, coming into my virtual show and sharing your expertise with my mm -hmm. listeners. Really excited for our conversation. Thanks, Tina. I think it's important. That it sounds like such a negative um, headline here, but I think no. the more you have good knowledge of what the market's doing and good foresight and what it's expected to do, you're in a power position. And that's what I hope to help with today. Absolutely. And life is balanced. There's no exceptions at all. So with good, there's bad. With opportunity, with challenge, there's opportunity. So even with, with the challenges, it's always, there's always an opportunity there. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. So thank you, uh, Robin. Great and a point. Little bit about, thanks. A little bit about Robin. She is native here, born at Overlake Hospital, uh, schooled here, and is a resident ever since she graduated with honors from Seattle University. She has deep roots in her community, and she volunteers on a board of the Bellevue uh, Botanical Garden. How fun is that? Uh, she also has been a real estate agent full-time for over 32 years and has a staff to help her wow her clientele. Robin has over a dozen real estate education designations, which is a huge deal, uh, as she understands that it takes both uh, her expertise gained over time and her up-to-date knowledge of legal ins and outs of a transaction that give her clients a competitive edge, which you definitely need a competitive edge in uh, this time in our real estate space. Uh, she understands the importance of working with integrity, of wholeheartedly following through with precision to every detail while keeping the experience fun and engaging. So that says a lot, keeping the, the experience uh, fun and in, well, it definitely is engaging, uh, but keeping the fun in there is important because there is a level of uh, stress in this environment that we're in right now. So we're talking about the crazy home prices and why there really is an end in sight. So you hear housing is becoming increasingly expensive. Can you give an example of what you're seeing right now in our local market, Robin? I sure can. I'm going to bring one up, Tina. Thank you. That just went under contract. This happened in November this year. And this was a client who purchased this home. This is in a little suburb here in Bellevue, built in the 60s. It's a mid-entry home, which is actually the least desirable house plan there is. It's when you walk in and you either have to lug your groceries upstairs or lug them down, just depending on you have to go either up or down when you walk in. And they purchased it two years ago in November. They paid $700,000 for it then. Okay. And in two years, it just sold. And it sold for $1.3 million. Wow. So almost double. Let me even give you a little bit of a backstory to that. The price of the house when it was listed, we knew it would sell for about 1.1. It was very easy for us when you've done it so much to know what it would um, appraise for. So my job is to have the background to know how an appraiser looks at real estate so I can tell my clients what it will appraise for within a, a short little window. I figured 1.1. 1 
So when an offer came in at 1.3, we had to ask that buyer to give us $200,000 non-refundable fee that would apply towards the purchase price. But when it would appraise low, which indeed it did, we then knew the buyer wouldn't be in a position to walk away because they had already put that money, that lost cash that they overpaid, if you call it overpaid, in the marketplace, in the seller's hands immediately. That's how crazy today's market is. Wow. And I, I, I want to expand on something that Robin said in with her expertise, all of the transactions that she's done, uh, the length of time that she's been in the industry. It is really difficult to be able to determine price, what an appraiser is going to come in with. And it seems like it, 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 would not be as difficult because the data is out there, but I've seen over and over and why it's so critically important that you're working with an agent if you're selling your property that can determine what the price is and really important if you're working with your agent as a buyer and being able to understand that as well. And a little shout out on, make sure that you're talking with your mortgage professional uh, in what that looks like on a low appraised value. Because if you're coming in with a 20% down payment or anything more than that, if your property comes in low, let's just use the example of uh, you know 200,000, it doesn't mean that you have to come in with $200,000 cash because you can do up to a 95% loan to value possibly to where you're doing a buyout of mortgage insurance. You don't have to pay that PMI monthly. And you've got the same amount of cash, give or take a little bit more because of the buyout and your payment remains uh, remains the same. So there's some creative things that you can do to prepare for that lower value. So you're not having to liquidate into your assets if you choose not to. So Robin, what are you seeing as the root cause of today's market? What's, um, what's happened is this whole world has become a lot smaller with social media and our ability to know what's going on throughout the world. What used to sound like a long time away, uh, Europe, China, it no longer sounds far away at all because we see it day to day on TV. That's changed the whole demographic. If you told your parents back in the 50s that someone was going to move or visit Mexico or China, that was a huge deal. Anymore, we already feel like that's something we know and understand. So our market has become international because people aren't afraid to come here. They kind of have a feel for what they expect it to be. So internationally, our area is now on the spotlight. It's relatively low in crime, um, already very culturally forward. So it allows it to be this huge melting pot without it being uh, hard for international people to come in. And then we've got this huge influx of wealth from the tech department, basically Amazon, Facebook, now Meta, Google, Expedia. Um, I was talking to you, Tina, right before the show started, looking at our downtown Bellevue core four years ago, um, we've over quadrupled the amount of jobs just by Amazon alone. So these jobs are not all here yet. This building right now, there's nine projects in the downtown Bellevue core that are being built for these jobs. And these jobs pay such high um, wages that it's causing their ability to pay a lot for a house to go skyrocketing. Yeah. They also bring with them wealth. So lots of cash buyers or people with a big chunk of cash they can access through programs. I'm hoping like Steve and other avenues in order to, you know, leave the asset alone, but pull cash from it. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, unlike the, uh, the great recession, the financial meltdown of uh, 2008, when every industry was impacted, I mean, every person was impacted in that market, such a different experiencing uh, going through that. And then now going through the pandemic where businesses were exploding or they were doing everything that they could to keep their doors open. So there really isn't a middle ground. You either extremely benefited or you were having huge challenges. And being that we're so tech focused in opportunities of all the tech here, obviously we know what the pandemic pandemic did for uh, the tech companies, those are the ones that were exploded. And so, you know, it's um, the employment. If you look at real estate as far back, if you can, guess what you think employment might do? That is what real estate's going to do because employment always follows real estate, right? Exactly. And when you look here, they call it the COVID K. Have you heard of this? They're talking about just like the capital K, either your job is impacted for the positive or greatly to the negative. And it's really made this faction of wealth within our area even um, more diverse. Yeah, it's so um, interesting times for sure. So let's talk then about the bubble and where you have, you know, you have a buyer coming to you and like, shouldn't I, you know, shouldn't I just hold off? I mean, at some point in time, you know, the market's got to adjust and are we going to go through another uh, great recession? And so how do you uh, respond back to that, to where you're not missing out on this opportunity? That I would probably quote you, Tina Mitchell. I'd go back (laughs) to what you said in the beginning of the show, that with real estate, the way it happens, if you don't have to sell, it will always be an asset that works in your favor. It's only when you're pinched and have to sell at a low time, but the market goes up a little. It may go down, but I've got a graph actually showing the last 36 years in real estate in King County. And it's spectacular to actually look at that visual and see what it's done because up and up and up it goes. Yeah. And even if you are, if you do sell in a down market, you know, if you were in a position in uh, 2008, to sell your property, as long as you were buying up, that was a great time to do it because when you're buying and selling at the same time, you can't get the best market in both. You're going, it's going to be either a buyer or a seller's market. So you want to sell in a down market when you're buying up because you're getting a discount on that property you're buying up, even though you're getting a little bit of a, a lesser price on the home. It's only if you're forced to sell and you're not reinvesting at the same time, right? So great point. You know, yeah. If you're right on the elevator, you want to stay on that same market and ride yes. it up together. Exactly. Absolutely. So if you listen to what Robert saying, if you're thinking of being a homeowner, get out to the market and take advantage and, you know, get into that equity. Plus you add another, uh, the risk with mortgage interest rates going up, uh, make sure you're taking a look. Um, I can run a cost of waiting versus purchasing now and what that looks like. Even if there was a small adjustment in the market, you're going to be better off buying at these low interest rates rather than worrying about uh, the price. So uh, what does it mean to be in a seller's market? When you're a seller and you're in a seller's market like today, it means that the market is benefiting you the most. Where sellers get caught, and I get this all the time, I own lots of rentals, which makes sense, right? I should. (laughs) It's my my product line. So with all the rentals I have, I probably receive five to six letters a week from people trying to get me to sell the product off market. Do not do it. At least get with a real estate professional and look what that number is. The reason we agents are trying to get to you directly, just like that house that was worth 1.1, I could have shown you off market that 1.1 was a fair price. 
yeah. but you could have done better than fair. You could have gotten a crazy an additional 200,000 just by exposing it to all the buyers out there. Absolutely. And having the investment and the expertise of an agent like Robin, um, you're going to, you definitely are going to maximize, um, you know, maximize that investment. And what about a buyer's market, which we're not in right now? Uh, but what's yeah. the buyer's a buyer's market is when you've got so many houses to choose from that every seller is knocking at your door, hoping that you'll make them an offer and they'll start enticing you by offering to pay closing costs for you. Um, that's not a market we have seen in quite some time. And yeah. here with such a diverse economy of the high tech industry, the medical industry, the medical research industry, and the tech departments that come with it, I see us way behind the um, housing affordability curve now. But when you compare us to those same jobs that are coming that are currently in Silicon Valley, we're about half price. Yeah, nowhere, nowhere near it. Nope. I know it's just crazy to, to think about that. So um, if you're working with a, uh, a buyer that needs to sell their home in order to buy a new one, how are you helping them navigate through that? We've got a few, Steve, I'm sure we'll bring this up in his show too, but we, we try to get you in a position where you're buying before you sell. So that's our number one goal. If you buy even in two months, so you buy, close, move into it, then go back to your current residence, clean it up, get it ready for sale, sell it two months later, you've got built-in equity and more money in your pocket. That's, yeah. that's plan one. Yes. Yeah. And so definitely we're going to have a conversation with Steve. Um, uh, reach out to me for the show. You can look at class, across collateral. You can look at home equity lines of credit, all kinds of creative uh, things. So I need to wrap up here, but I want to ask one other question because this is a, uh, an important one is how are we helping our kids to purchase um, and they're not getting left behind with what's happening with real estate and appreciation. Great question. And it's something that we just did for our own uh, son. We've got a look at an estate planner. That's what we have who helped us maximize a gift. If you're going to be giving your kids a legacy of cash, why not be able to look them in the eye, hand it over as a gift and give them a hug versus it coming to them from an estate lawyer's checkbook down the road. This is a great time to help our kids get in. Yeah, absolutely. And you can watch your grandkids grow up in their, in their house too, while you're still here. Um, oh, you gave me a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> really quick shout out on uh, financing. If you didn't know, if you're a parent, you can actually buy as an owner occupied property for your child, not on the loan and get a low down payment option. You can actually do that for a parent as well. Um, so lots of really creative things that you can get into a buy as a primary for the discounted rates, the lower down payments, if you're buying for a child or you're buying for a parent. So uh, reach out to the show if you want more information on that. Robin, thank you so My much. Pleasure. I'm so excited thank to have you back in, in studio again. I appreciate you taking time um, and sharing your expertise with my listeners. My pleasure, Tina. It's just a blessing to have a show like this out there where people can really walk away with new knowledge. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, coming up next on the money hour, access tapped home equity without taking on additional debt. I have Steve Hodovec of Barnstone right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. 
Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 18th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, my Facebook premiere. You can listen to the show on the show YouTube channel. Uh, lots of resources for you. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. And now in studio, I have Steve Hodovec of Barristone accessing tapped home equity without taking out additional debt right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tina. Yeah, and we were talking before uh, before we actually started the show on uh, how to pronounce your last name. How did I do? Yeah, you know, each time it just gets better. Yeah, oh, good. You're on the bullseye now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so awesome. Well, so a little bit about Steve. Uh, he is president of Barristone, has over 25 years experience or over a quarter century uh, in brokerage trading and alternative investments. He is a pioneer in the arena of non-bank non-debt solutions for homeowners. These products provide unpredicted capabilities for homeowners to access and manage their full wealth, not just a portion of it. Uh, Barristone is focused on providing homeowners tools and resources to intelligently access and manage their largest asset. And I have to say, uh, not only for my, uh, my listeners, I know Robin's excited to hear it as well, and so am I as, you know, as a mortgage expert and really being able to partner in helping to come up with additional resources and tapping into that home equity. So can you share a little bit about uh, Barristone and your professional background? Sure. Um, <clears throat> my background, as, as you mentioned a little on the, on the bio, is uh, it, it came from a Wall Street experience, uh, securities, alternative investments. And excuse me, and it, and it also comes from looking at it from both sides of the equation. So not only what's, you know, what does each party get uh, from a transaction, buyer, seller, uh, somebody that buys a security, like a equity investment or a debt investment, are they investing for income? Are they investing for appreciation? Um, so it's, it's that background that actually has driven us to look at other markets uh, for example, if you own a lot of Amazon stock, right, which might be up where in your neck of the woods or Microsoft, you have the ability to maybe sell off some shares. You don't, it's not an all or nothing. You also have the ability to borrow, you know, you can take a loan against those shares. In the home world or residential real estate, the homeowner is sort of in either borrow more against it or sell the entire asset. Yes. And what we were very compelled of being able to bring a full capital market structure to the homeowner uh, or the property owner <clears throat> that exists in the commercial markets for real estate, but doesn't do so in the residential. And I think that opens up a whole lot of capability uh, for you know, the average homeowner. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So you mentioned tapped equity. Can you explain and how is that helping homeowners? Well, we, we actually say trapped equity, but tapped and trapped. Oh, trapped, tapped. I just, it's I like, can't. It's okay. Read. People, if, it's, <laughs> if you can't tap it, then it's definitely trapped. Uh, oh but what, what, we, what we also like to refer to it really is home wealth, okay? Because it's really the portion that you have that's true wealth. Uh, but you don't normally see it that way because you can't maybe touch it. You can't take it down to the bank. Uh, so 
one of the things that we uh, say about uh, trapped equity or trapped home wealth is that most homeowners have a concentration of, of their net worth mm-hmm. in the home. And so when you look at um, maybe Robin uh, or other real estate professionals, and I look at it of other investments, it is the only investment where you can say, okay, you're going to buy this investment and if you're consuming it because it puts a roof over your head and it's a comfort place, but you're gonna make this payment for 30 years, you're gonna, or longer and, or short or whatever it might be. And it's going to, at the end of the day, comprise 60 to 70% of your net worth. Yeah. So what's great is it's a great forced savings plan, but when it comes time to convert from accumulating wealth into sure. it generating income or having the house now provide for you, that's what we mean by uh, home wealth or trapped equity, right? It's to yeah. be able to access it and manage it going forward. Yeah, and and real estate is the only asset. It works different than any other asset class because when you're when you're getting money of, um, from it, it doesn't impact the investment growth on it. If you're taking money out of your stocks, if you take a hundred grand out, now it's going to grow on a hundred thousand dollars less. But if you're utilizing equity that you have in your home, it's going to still gain and appreciate on that asset based on the value of the home. So it works differently than any other asset class. So Steve, you mentioned that many homeowners, um, uh, as you say, are house rich, but cash poor. So how is your company tackling this problem? So the way we tackle it is through a product that's been around for, and it's it's been in different iterations, but I'm happy to say we were really early, like 10 years ago, got involved in this. And even now, our biggest challenge is to explain what is this thing? Um, uh-huh. uh, and this this thing or this product is called a home equity agreement. And what that means is a home equity agreement is an agreement for an investor to come in and in exchange for giving you cash today that's tax deferred, they will participate in some future value of the home. The more that you take out, the more that they'll get to participate but what it allows the homeowner to do is to de-risk, de-leverage, and diversify uh, what's usually their largest source of wealth. And these can be used short-term, long-term, all, all different types of use cases. But um, it's a very powerful tool. One quick side segment. Uh, when you look at, say, the commodities business, or if you were a farmer and you knew you, that the price of crops today uh, would be allow allow you to put food on the table, and you could take you could lock that in, or at least take some chips off the table. Those markets have been around forever, and that's for farmers. Well, we don't have as many farmers now, but you do have everybody wants to have a home and to be able to actually have the tools to properly take some chips off the table, but not have to always take out an additional loan where you either are unable or un, unwilling to do so or sell the entire asset. So Yes. Um, okay. So let's talk about, because we're not talking about home equity lines of credit. We're talking about home equity agreements. So talk about how the home equity agreements, um, how homeowners are using this program. Yeah. So as you can imagine, there's a whole new use case, well, well in everything under the sun, but the big, the top, top reasons are to uh, reduce debt, so they'll use it to just like they would maybe a HELOC. Um, it's to put kids through college, to pay off student loans, to buy new homes. Uh, and one of the things that's very compelling that we're seeing now, it's right up your alley, 
is the ability uh, you know, the pandemic has hit uh, the uh, economy as, as uh, Robin said, sort of the K thing, right? It's yes. either really good or really bad. Yeah. And it, it has hit certain socioeconomic areas uh, disproportionately. Yes. Uh, restaurant businesses, um, a lot of, of other um, jobs. And uh, so what these can do is these, as in home equity agreements, they can help homeowners become mortgage eligible. A lot of people are in forbearance. They're living off of credit cards and things which are keeping their debt to income levels high and mm -hmm. they're keeping their credit scores down. Mm -hmm. And so they can use these home equity agreements to get some money to actually pay off, the, you know, um, lower the DTI, increase the yep. credit and then consolidate and refinance. Or they could just use this agreement just to get bolster savings and cash reserves. Yeah. So there's a whole wide use of cases. Okay. So can you give a couple examples of real life uh, application of the home equity agreements? Sure. Uh, so with regards to, uh, so I like to divide it this way. Uh, the people that use these agreements are either unable or they are unwilling. So I'll give you a, a two, two or three super quick examples. Okay. On the unable, they might be unable because they don't have the, uh, their DTI is too high in their credit, but they're just right there. We do a small home equity agreement. It may be 50,000, 100,000 cleanup credit. And then literally three months later or six months later where a full credit cycle goes through, credit score can go up 100, DTI goes down by 10 points. Mm -hmm. They can get a prime rate mortgage. They go out of a four or a three and a half and, or, or four or something like that that it might've had because sure. they couldn't get out of that cycle. That's yep. one example. Okay. The other that are unable uh, to uh, take out a loan is they just don't have the income. They can't demonstrate the ability to repay, but in these agreements, they need to have equity and demonstrate the ability to stay. So they can keep the mortgage that they have. They just aren't able, they're unable to take out another line of credit because they might be retired. Um, so that might be a case where they would have it to build cash reserves uh, or do home improvements. And then the last are the unwilling and the unwilling are really folks that said, I just paid off my, I fully paid off my home. I'm happy at sharing some future value and I'm gonna take the chips off the table today. So we get that quite a, quite a bit when you're looking at people that are entering retirement or wanna make a down payment for their kids. Just like Robin said, uh, estate planning aspects of this are, are very powerful because you can, you can do this while you're here yeah. Buy a house for your kids um, using the equity that you already have without so signing Steve, on. Are you money. seeing that people are using the home equity agreements uh, to uh, be able to go and buy a new home without going contingent on their current home? Or like Robin said, you really want to go buy and then you're going to sell. That's how it's going to navigate uh, best on both sides of it. Are you, does, does this work to where you have an option to help with that challenge? Uh, absolutely. Uh, we've used that quite a bit. We, uh, as Robin said, which took the uh, words that were not in my mouth, but I'll put them in there. But they will our, be in your they, mouth. <laughs> yeah, they, they are now. Uh, so you can actually buy before you sell. Okay. So you can steal second base while having your foot on the bag at first, right? So you yeah. have to have it. Uh, and where people are using it uh, quite a bit is uh, because this is not debt, it doesn't show up on your credit report because you don't have to make an interest payment. There are no monthly payments and it doesn't show up on credit. Huh. So that doesn't impact your DTI. So people can actually go buy another rental home. So using your equity and, and by investing in a rental property, you could actually be converting 
equity that's trapped today into cash flow going forward Got without it. taking on additional debt. Okay. So if you're listening to the show, uh, this is a lot of information in a short period of time. So you really need to reach out to the show uh, so I can connect you uh, with Steve and uh, definitely reach out to me because I know I'll be utilizing uh, Steve and his company to be assisting with my uh, clients as well. So for people listening uh, right now, and they might be thinking, isn't this like a reverse mortgage? Uh, can you share why what's different and why it's not a reverse mortgage? Sure. Uh I always say, uh, well, what is this? It's what it's not. So it's not a loan, not a HELOC, not a um, line of credit, not a reverse mortgage. People think it sort of looks and smells like a reverse mortgage. The difference is in a reverse mortgage, that is a loan. It uh, either accrues interest from day one, okay? Uh, you have to be a certain age. There are, so there are no age restrictions. You do not have to extinguish your existing mortgage. So you can have a mortgage and a line of credit uh, and then this could come in and even a third position in some cases. I was going to say, so you're putting a, a third, you, in that scenario, you'd be putting a third lien on the home. It, it is possible. Yeah. And then the last thing is, if you had to move, you you can rent that house out uh, and generate cash flow. You don't have to, you know, pay the entire mortgage off when, yeah. when you leave the home, right? For whatever okay. Reason. Okay, perfect. So um, how do people decide if this is the right program for their own personal situation? Every situation is different. And we okay. have about a half a dozen programs depending on the state. Uh, so we just encourage them to schedule a, a Calendly call. We maybe walk through what they're looking to do and then run some scenarios so that they can compare what this option can offer versus others. And whatever yeah. one makes the most sense is what is what they want to go with. Yeah, definitely. So if someone wants to reach out to you, um, how do they get to the calendar lead? Do they go to your website, Steve? Uh, they can go to our website, which is Barastone, B-A-R-A-S-T-O-N-E.com. Uh, I also can be reached uh, directly 650-315-4224. Wonderful. And if you're driving, listening to the show, don't worry. You've got the show uh, number one, uh, uh, 855-411-50. Reach out. I'll get you connected with Steve. So uh, what can people expect when they speak to one of your home wealth specialists? So the first thing is education. We understand that this is a new asset class. So mm -hmm. we have to break it down of when this is, what this can do, uh, when is a good time to use it and when when there may be options that are better, such as selling the house or refinancing. So what they can expect is education and then a recommendation if it makes sense and then a comparison as to what this the pros and cons of these types of programs are. I love comparisons as being a mortgage professional. I'm actually a founder and owner of Mortgage Triangle Software that I hired a developing team over a decade ago, uh, which runs all of my comparisons and my team and our system and everything. But I love numbers and the ability to show comparisons from one loan program to the next. And so that's a great, uh, great thing to have a takeaway uh, in the initial meeting that they consultation they can have with you. So any other takeaway trends or thoughts that you would like to leave my listeners with? I would just say your, the, your listeners and everybody's going to be hearing more and more about this. Uh, it solves a lot of problems and it can empower people. So I would leave people with saying that home equity ultimately is going to be a, become an accessible, investable, and ultimately a tradable asset, no different than mortgages, stocks, yeah. and bonds. Yeah, Steve, thank you so much uh, for the information that you provided uh, to my listeners and uh, 
thanks for being here. Great pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Tina. Absolutely. And as we bring uh, Robin back in as well, for those of you that are uh, watching on video, I want to thank both of you for being here. Uh, call to action. If you own real estate, um, you need to connect and see what your options are to, to tap into that maybe untappable equity. Uh, that's what Steve does. And uh, Robin is a real estate expert, whether you're looking at buying or selling, uh, really understanding and navigating how you're going to do that through this process. And of course, I'm your local mortgage expert, everything that has to do with mortgage. And uh, Benny, thanks again for, uh, for everything that you do as well. So I appreciate all of you. Gina Mitchell, MLO 145, 420 is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.